Welcome to Tabletop Players. My name is Ruin Ortega, and tonight I'm your keeper of arcane lore because we're playing Pulp Cthulhu by Chaosium. Join with me, as always, is my co-host, Cade. Hi, I'm Cade. Pulp Cthulhu is a pulp side add-on to Call of Cthulhu, uh, the classic eldritch horror uh, tabletop role-playing game that we have played many, many moons ago, uh, that takes the entire system and turns it towards a pulp comic adventure format uh, that is a... Honestly, it's a ton of fun. Uh, if you are just jumping in at episode 3 of the batch, first of all, what's wrong with you? Go back, listen to the rest of it, because this batch was a ton of fun, and uh, I think you guys will have a lot of fun listening to it, too. You know, as an avid Cthulhu player, I gotta say, Pulp Cthulhu cranks everything up to 11 in terms of action and just zaniness. Definitely. I think zany is a very good descriptor for this system, especially in terms of what our characters got up to. Mm hmm our coffee of the batch is Orlando Martinez Pink Bourbon by Phil and Sebastian Coffee Roasters. Cade, what did we rate this coffee? We gave this coffee a combined score of 4.25 out of 5 mutant fish people. Uh, we really enjoyed it and we think you will too. So make sure you go and check it out and uh, support your uh, independent coffee makers. And with that, grab a mug, fill it full of the hot stuff, and sit back as we play Pulp Cthulhu by Chaosium. Recording. Alright, we're good. God damn it, Jaden. This is all your fault. <laughs> is your camera quality, like, gotten better? Or are you just more handsome tonight? Like, what's going on there, pal? Lighting. <laughs> <laughs> Lighting, yeah. yeah. I've always said that about Jaden. He's like a fine wine. Just... <laughs> 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 A ten dollar light can make a hundred dollar camera look like a thousand dollar camera. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? I That's why I everybody's also... obsessed with the ring lights. Yeah. Yeah, except for those suck. They're like the yeah. worst <laughs> used for lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Like just a normal light bulb in like one of those articulated lamps is like a million times better. That's what I'm using. That's all I use, and I use it for painting and all my photography, all of it. Yeah, and literally people spend hundreds of dollars on soft boxes when it's like basically just what a lampshade is. Yeah. <laughs> a sheer piece of fabric over your lamp will do that. Or catch fire. white is good. I, I mean, just... I hope you're using, like, LEDs so that they're not hot and you get energy yeah. efficiency. You guys don't use, like, old school on. torches? Nope. <laughs> what kind of lighting are you going for? Did you they cut say down natural on lighting bill by just <laughs> running old light bulbs. <laughs> All right. Well, here we are. We're back in the natural 20 uh, for part three of our Pulp Cthulhu actual play. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Uh, definitely concerned for poor Carl's everything, really. Um, sanity, whatever is going on with his head as it swells. Um, the fact that he has a flamethrower in his nose. Yeah, I'm concerned about all of it. It's all bad. Uh, <clears throat> I'm good, and, and Francis is ready to fight some fish folk. 
Ooh, good alliteration. <laughs> Unintentional as well. Nice. Wow, even better. Uh, I'm excited to see what the experiment of Carl is going to turn out to be. It's going to be great. This might it's be, be like excellent. Dr. Stephenson's like greatest creation. Who knows? In tonight's plot twist, Dr. Stephenson is actually the villain. <laughs> Still haven't sounds... rolled a new character. Who needs safety nets? <laughs> you, uh, I will say that this seems to be a lot more forgiving than traditional Cthulhu because oh, yeah. uh, there's no way you would have survived a no. flamethrower surgery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I figure if Carl dies in this episode, I get a week off from recording. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> there's really no losing here. No, I'm doing great. It's either a great story or I get extra time to edit. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, with that, guys, uh, we did promise at the beginning of our uh, our batch that we were going to give a chance for a level up, and uh, let's do that right now. So, just to describe the level up, it's exact exactly the same as Cthulhu. So, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be rolling a d100, and unlike usually where you want to get under your number, you want to get over. Because if you get over your value, your skill value, you get to roll a d10 and add whatever you get on your d10 to your skill. And so this is for all of the skills that you were successful at and you checked off while we were playing. Dope. Can we do this with dodge? Uh, yes. Cool. All right. So I missed with my archaeology because it's 81 already. So. Yeah, I missed with the broadsword too. Oh, I don't expect to get... I made my dodge by one. I actually did get the handgun one. So a plus two. So I have now 44 dodge. Half is 22. And I got a level in mechanical repair. Oh, nice. I did manage to get a level in my mech repair, which was over 80 because I got an 84, but I haven't gotten any other ones. Probably the only one I'm going to get. Uh, fighting is going up by seven. Heck yeah. That's going to help my fighting brawl. So that'll be 32. Sign it up with a bit of a bonus to dodge, mechanical repair, very small one on firearms, and a little bit on stealth. That's awesome. You did really well then. All the ones that were like... The main skills, 80 plus. Well, I guess the firearms one went up, but the other ones didn't. Kind of. I will say it's really though. disappointing when you uh, I guess go to level up as and well. you miss. Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple points in throw because it was only at 20 to start with, so that was easy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and Kate, we have better listener now. Yeah. Uh, Carl, as he yeah. uh, feels the, the weight <laughs> of his increasingly uh. <laughs> yeah, increasingly encorched head um he gets to add a couple of things to his skill list cool uh, i so also one, I, sorry i just need to brag for a second i just got plus 10 to my spot hidden that's awesome that's <laughs> sorry pretty sweet that's pretty good as my head gets bigger my eyes get bigger and i can see <laughs> shit mm -hmm. definitely uh, bloodshot as well like a little, oh, little freaky. yeah 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 uh Carl is going to be able to add uh, telekinesis Good. at a percentage of uh, 60. Okay. And he's also going to be able to, um, to his weapons list, add psychic attack. Okay. Oh, sorry, I guess, well, it would, yeah, it would be weapons, but you also can add it as a skill. Can I have a giant head, too? 
<laughs> it isn't worth it. Uh... <laughs> Listen, I had to put this in here somehow because none of y'all chose it from your character creation, and I really wanted to see it work. Uh, okay, and then what's... So for my psychic attack, I assume that's using my telekinesis stat? No, actually, it's using your POW. Cool. Which is fifty three. I feel like that's like becomes eighty. I feel like that's fair, you know. With telekinesis, you're trying to just like move things in ways, but in this, you're actually trying to cause somebody mental damage. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. And then, so you can put it under your skill, and then you can also put it under a weapon, but it's the same, like rolling and stuff. Um, And its damage is one d ten, but it is an opposed roll. So the way it works is. You roll your POW stat, and then your enemy rolls their POW stat to see if they succeed over you. Okay, and do I get my damage bonus on that as well? No. That's okay, my damage bonus is zero. It was more just for anyone listening at home. Uh, (laughs) That's fair. Um, And then uh, You're welcome, audience. Uh, (laughs) Just really trying to keep them informed here. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a team player. With that, uh, the way it works is it doesn't do HP damage. It does... Uh, magic point damage to them but the way that Cthulhu works is when you run out of magic points you then start taking hit points so that you can keep like offering your body as fuel I don't have much body left to give man (laughs) (laughs) well hopefully you get them before they get you just end up like Jaden's character in DCC like a shriveled husk by the end (laughs) because you sacrificed all of your vitality Yours seems a little better earned than mine, though. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, yeah. So, my dodge went up. My fighting brawl went up. Library use went up. Uh, or, sorry. My listen, not my library use. I don't know why. I, I was looking at the wrong one. Spot hit. Wild away, away the afternoon reading books. Yeah, just trying to remember words. Um, yeah, and then my spot hit went up. Oh, my fire's starting. I forgot that I succeeded on that. Oh, no. Didn't roll higher than 90, so. Yeah, that's fair. I only got my mech repair, but it's 86 now, so that's hey, cool. There better be helps. something for me to fix. If there's that's nothing for me to fix, oh. Ruben's going to put in something for you to fix, but it has nothing to do with mech. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Um, use your science. Actually, that's good too. Dang it! Use your use your survival. <laughs> Build this robot with survival. Awesome, awesome. All right, well let's let's get into this. So when we last left our characters, uh, Carl, Doctor Stephenson, and uh, sorry, Jody, what was your character's name again? Francis. Francis. There we go. Carl, Doctor Stephenson, and Francis—they had just burst into the compound containing one Doctor Caspian, the so-called mad scientist who controls the island and who is possibly turning people into fish monsters. Um, not quite sure what's going on with that, but when you burst in, you notice that from his visage, he has this weird, half-deformed, fish-like figure and and he's kind of hunched but not in like a a hunchback way but almost like in a in a half transformed shriveled way uh and he he begins to call for his henchmen to grab you and and they do they grab you right away because you weren't expecting them to be there and as you're trying to fight back 
he does that very typical um, James Bond, Indiana Jones villain thing where he begins to go on this diatribe and... Sorry for the listeners at home that might be listening back to back. I don't remember the accent I used because we're recording way further in the future than we usually do, but we're going to try this. And he goes, Ah, so you have come to escape my experiments. <laughs> well, don't you know who I am? I'm Dr. Caspian. Oh, don't look so alarmed. This has all been in your fates for years, as it so often is. Just as I was enshrined in the fate that I could not control. I remember so many years ago where, as a young lad, I ran off to Arkham's Miskatonic University with the deep one taint in my blood, longing to unravel the mysteries of the oceans, feeling the changes within my growing bones. And then after so many years, it never happened. Half-transformed, the oceans left me to my own cruel fate, unaccepted by them, never to see Mother Hydra, but also an outcast from society. No one would look at such a hideous figure and call them a lover. And so it was that I came to this island in the ocean, and I've built my own legacy. I would steal the souls from the ocean as they crashed amongst the shores, or they sank their ships deeply in the Atlantic. And I would bring them here, and I would experiment on them. <laughs> Little did they know that I was the one that would crash all of their vehicles with my cannons and my lightning. And then once they were here, they were the pawns in my plan to transform me permanently. But I've never quite gotten it right. And so, I created an alternate plan. Surely you've seen the statue outside? <laughs> Little did you know, it's a mecca, and it will go to the ocean. And it will destroy all the Deep Ones. And there's nothing anyone can do. And there's no escape. I will rule the ocean. <laughs> and with that, he reaches over and he slams down on a giant red button that is amongst a cluster of screens showing different maps of the ocean and the world and the Atlantic. And it's with this that he seemingly just begins to laugh maniacally without end. And sure enough, you hear the heavy footfalls thundering of what you can only assume could be a giant automaton moving. But you also hear and feel a steady rumbling. And as you do that, you hear an explosion off in the distance. What could it be? What could it be? 
Carl is Stop. still a little uh, focused on his like earlier comments about how like how could someone ever love a grotesque figure like him? And Carl's taking that very personally. No, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wendy's never gonna take me to prom. Uh, <laughs> we'll build you someone better. Don't worry. <laughs> Could take a robot to prom. All right. Well, I didn't say a robot. They're called fembots. Okay. Okay. Well, that's even weirder. No, he's probably Ooh. gonna go Frankenstein on this one. <laughs> fish person. We'll use the bits of the burnt fish people. It's perfect. Oh, good. Great. <laughs> cool. Full skin graft. Yeah. That look good. Um. Yeah. Uh, can Carl can Carl make a psychic attack against the fish people that are holding on to him? He can sure try. Sick. He sure does not. <laughs> I failed by a lot. <laughs> so we're being but restrained, right? Is now? it a critical? Uh no. I, I rolled a ninety-five. Ooh, that's one less than a critical for under for a value under fifty, so that's good. Uh, yes, you're being restrained by the devilfish. There's uh, four of them plus Dr. Caspian here. Well, I'd like to try and make a strength roll to get out. Sure. They're just like holding us, right? Yeah, there's one on you, one on Carl, and two on Dr. Stephenson because he's a little bit more intimidating. <laughs> the tiny 65-year-old man is intimidating. Well, he's got all those <laughs> robotic appendages. Like, you know. That's uh, true. <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Caspian's, like, not, not messing around with that. That's fair. So, I mean, he has, like, a giant robot. He probably has at least some idea of what is going on with him. Mm-hmm. So, Jody, for that, you're just going to do um, a fighting maneuver. So, um, you can just, uh, yeah, you can just use a, a brawl to try to get out of it. Okay, that's just a regular success. Under by eight. Okay, um, so what is, um, what's your fighting skill? Because we both have a tie of a, of a regular success. Oh, I guess, no, because it's a, it's a fighting maneuver, so that means the attacker wins. So you win. All right. Yeah, I just want to wriggle free, and uh, the door that we would have entered in, is it still open and behind us? Uh, it is closed, and there appears to be some sort of magnetic lock, but you managed to um, kind of almost like shove the fish person up on your shoulder and slam him down on the ground. Um, and then when you look to, towards the door, you can see that it is closed by some sort of yeah magnetic or electronic lock. And, and Caspian begins, you could try to escape, but trust me, that way is far too dangerous. Can't you hear it? The island, the volcano is exploding. <laughs> there will be lava amongst us before we know it. And there's only one way out. <laughs> and he, like, kind of, like, throws himself from his chair. And he he runs off to the, the corner of the room where you can see that there's, like, a little bit of a ladder or something descending. Um, and he hasn't quite gotten there. And you might have a chance to react, Jody. Uh, well, I was thinking about drawing the sword and trying to free my companions. Hmm. Um I mean, we could probably handle that. I think you should shoot the goofy dude running to a ladder after he monologues. Have the ladder land beside you. Come on, poor design. 
<laughs> All right, I'm going to do that then. All right, go for it. Okay, uh, great success. All right. Uh, just, a, just a hard one, not an extreme. Okay, you can roll damage. Okay. So six plus two, eight. Eight damage. Okay, so he manages to, to take this pretty big hit to the to the back, and he, he keeps running, though, and he's definitely stumbling. You can see there's a lot of blood coming out, and he's like, just try and stop me! And, uh, yeah, he, he does escape. <laughs> now, we're going to go off to Jaden and Cade, who are stuck in the clutches of uh, some devilfish. Uh, I'm a flame nose. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna shoot my flamethrower nose at the guy who's holding on to me. Uh, <laughs> that's an extreme success. <laughs> All right, roll damage. Um, two, seven plus burning. All right, so you uh, you manage to just like cock your head backwards and just without even even looking, just spray him right in the face. And as he clutches at himself, his skin bubbling and oozing, he's like, Aah! and uh, he he lets go of you and he he falls to the ground where apparently fish don't like uh, you know stop, drop, and roll; they just flop and burn to death. So uh, that's what he does. Fair enough. Okay, it makes sense that fish wouldn't have a concept of fire. So. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's Magikarp using Splash. <clears throat> it has um. no effect. <laughs> I, I mean, I got one move. I feel like I just got to, like, try and brawl my way out of this. Use some robot punches and stuff. I'm assuming that would be a brawl roll, right? Yeah. Ooh, nah. Doctor must, you know, need to grease the gears or something. That is just a fail. Okay. Um, so he feels he's struggling back, and he's going to probably try to fight back against that, but he also fails. So you guys are just kind of, like, throwing against each other in equal weight. And so he's, like, uh, you're, like, slamming him back into the wall and stuff, and he's, like, turning around and, like, slamming you sideways and stuff like that. But it, it seems to be kind of fruitless. Can I, can I send Jeffrey, my rat, to help? <laughs> Sure. What would he He's do? Like, bite him. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, if you do that, then I would give Jaden a bonus roll, I think. So he could do a bonus so roll. Distracted. Yeah. 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 So you send Jeffrey the rat. And you're like, go. And he like, <laughs> he like crawls up the pant leg and like bites him in the <laughs> nethers. And you're not sure what fish have down there, but it's got to hurt. Nice. There we go. All right. So, what do you do to this guy? Oh, I mean, I feel like he's just gonna like he's got some robot legs there, so I feel like he wants to like push him on the wall and just like activate his legs and like crush him into the wall. Oh, yeah. And as you hear all those like tiny little fish bones <laughs> cracking and distorting, uh, the guy like starts by wailing and shrieking before all of a sudden you think maybe his lungs have collapsed and he just stops. Nice. That's what you hope for, right? <laughs> and with that, you guys are free, and Dr. Caspian is, like, gone. We should probably put the guy out that's burning, so I'm just going to go and, like, stomp on his, like, head a little bit. Not, like, in, like, crushing it way, in, like, a disgusting way, just enough to, like, put the fire out. 
Yeah. Mercy kill. Yeah, kind of. How generous of you. The fire in his soul out. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, because then there will be darkness. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, we need we we should find a way out of here, guys. <laughs> and and you are left alone in this like it looks almost like an observation room um, with all these maps and things like that. Um, there does appear to be other doorways and stuff, but there's also the ladder that Doctor Caspian took. I had somewhat of a plan regarding the automaton. I still have two pieces of dynamite left. And, like, I'm sure that would take out its leg, but if we don't have to encounter it. That's true. There's nothing saying that, like, it's coming for you. Uh, It does sound fairly destructive, and the footfalls are getting closer as if they are headed in your direction. Um, You know this thing is pretty massive. The, The kind of, like, smaller outpost building that you're in is not that large. Dr. Stephenson wants to quickly just, like, look around and see if he can find any sort of, like, schematics or information on what this thing might be. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, so when you're looking at, like, the computer screens, they're very early, but also very technological for, like, what you would uh, have seen before. But you're also a pretty crazy scientist. So when you're looking at it, you see these, like, very rough uh, light diagrams of it appears to be this, like, almost amphibian fish-like... Uh, or shaped automaton, like the, the it's labeled as Mecha Hydra. Okay, yeah, this guy's design whole methodology is crazy. He puts a ladder way far away, so he's got a runaway Goofy. Silly, like what is he doing there? This thing's designed like a fish. He says he hates his body. No one's gonna love him. He makes a fish robot. Why not make like a handsome dude robot? Come on, or like <laughs> anything. <laughs> you see crazy. some like weird labels that say like. Um, like gaskets and sealants and stuff like that and um it says something about like pressure and waterproofing question marks <laughs> i hope that means he doesn't know whether he's done it but either which way i'm pretty sure if he's going deep water we just need to get a couple of little holes in it and that thing's gonna collapse in on itself could be could be mm-hmm and then all of a sudden, as you guys are standing there looking at the screens and, and, and things, you start hearing this blaring alarm and, and these red lights start strobing and flashing and you hear, warning, warning, island set for volcano demolition, or demolition, I don't know, the volcano meltdown in two minutes. It's strange to to input and program second guessing yourself into your <laughs> your announcement robot, but like that's neat. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't like sure. You know, it was like, what is an explosion? <laughs> what is a meltdown? It's, it's like in Austin Powers, where the automated announcement is actually just a guy with a megaphone. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. I I really think we gotta get out of here. I I don't know how. My brain hurts. But what if the what if the maps shows like the island and the volcano and like there's a a line of dots that are kind of jagged and like they start lighting up occasionally one by one in a row, almost like it's trying to mimic lava flowing down the island. <laughs> He's got well, second guessing AIs, but he can't put like a better display up crazy it's 1930 let's chase let's chase this guy yeah 
All right. Also, on that point, I was going to be like, hmm, computer monitors in the 30s? And I looked it up, and apparently the CRT monitor was invented in 1892. Yeah. Huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were using computers for, like, artillery, like, aiming in, like, World War One. That's a really long time from the invention to like when they started when actually quit. doing video stuff with it, like you know, like like the first video game was what like 1950s. Uh, yeah, Pong was so, around when my parents were kids. It, it was older than that though, because it was. I on, know, like, but that was the first like order. commercially available yeah. one. Yeah, regardless, that's neither here nor there. So you guys make haste, and you do that really awesome, like, holding onto the sides of the ladder to slide down, except Carl, who, like, gets caught up on the last rung, it falls, but, like, quickly scampers up. And now all his giant head off every rung as he comes down. Yeah. Yeah. And when when you run down the hall that's at the bottom of the ladder, you make your ways out into what appears to be some sort of underground or, or uh, under cave, I guess, like opening. It's a cavern is what I'm getting at and <laughs> not well, but it is massive. And not only are there like machinery everywhere, but there are also hundreds of deep ones and you're all going to need to roll sanity. I don't want to. Yeah, you especially don't want Great to. Great success. I'm going to be good. I got a extreme success. I, <laughs> oh, I failed. <laughs> Shocker. Ooh. <laughs> when my sanity's only 22. <laughs> um, well, Kate, you're going to take 1d6 of sanity damage. Yeah. Three. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Because um, we're going to forget that you have a period of underlying sanity. That's the... Uh, there's a difference between episodes, I guess. <laughs> and Jaden, did you succeed or? Yeah, I got a regular success. Okay, so so Jody and uh, Jaden, you don't lose anything. You're good to go. But when you look out, there are hundreds of deep one hybrids, or 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 even full deep ones um, that appear to be starting to wreak havoc on the inside of the island. Um, and you can see Caspian trying to like scurry his way through dodging them here and there he's very much running away from them and he looks scared but you see as he's scrambling towards a giant airship what kind of airship we talking like like zeppelin here yeah zeppelin yeah i wonder (laughs) i wonder what he uses for a fuel (laughs) well we have someone that has a flamethrower for a nose so yeah. like we're we're in good shape. I mean, I mean, we know hydrogen bad. Yeah, <laughs> they might be using good old clean helium. helium. <laughs> and as you're standing there watching as he as he's attempting to get to this thing, you hear this thundering, crashing sound as the the ceiling above begins to give way, and you're all going to need to make dodge rolls. Good thing my dodge went up. Regular success. Uh, I'm going to spend three luck to make it a regular success. There you go. I also got... Excellent. Oh, wait. Yeah, regular success. Sorry. 
And just as these giant boulders and pieces of concrete come crashing to the ground, killing deep ones all around you, you all manage to throw yourselves out of the way as a mecha hydro leg comes crashing through the ceiling. And it appears to be going very, very slow. And in fact, it's one foot as it tries to raise it back up, gets actually kind of stuck in the cavern ceiling as it's trying to pull it back out. But this okay, whole can, cavern could just come down on you if you're not quick. While the leg is stuck, can I try and plant dynamite? Mm, yeah, it'll have to be a throw because it's fairly high overhead. Mm. But you see like some like recesses among the foot because it appears to like be like a, a clawed and webbed foot that there will be lots of little areas in. You might mm -hmm. be able to stick it there. It would probably require a hard throw. Okay. Well, my throw's really low, so we're going to get a fail. Do you have uh, any amount of luck that you could use? Not that much. All can right. I so you use <laughs> my telekinesis to try to help push it on? Ooh. Um, okay, okay. I feel so, like definitely yes. yes. <laughs> definitely yeah. yes, yeah. No, that's it's happening. Um, I think, though, that it's also going to require a hard, because you're trying to stop it in midair and, like, propel it in the right direction. See, but I feel like he was throwing it at it. He just didn't throw it hard enough to get up. So I'm not changing direction. I'm assisting in, in, my, in uh, energy. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Because right, it's not mind, like he went. <laughs> it's like coming down arc, you know? Like in my mind, it's like as it's coming down and you realize it's not going to make it. So See, I'll tell I you what. I feel like you realize it's not going to make it before it starts coming down. I feel yeah, like no. we all know enough about like throwing a ball to know, like, oh man, that's as high as it's going to get. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Roll a luck roll to see if you catch it on time. Uh, regular success in my life. Okay. All right. So with that, you can have a regular uh, yeah. telekinesis to get it. Hell yeah. I pass. It's a regular right. success. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm checking that one off. I know stats. we're not leveling up again. <laughs> Do it anyways. <laughs> What's that? Do you have the dynamite stat on you? I can get it. And to all the listeners, remember, if you argue hard enough against your... GM, DM, or whatever, <laughs> you could win. Uh, it is a 3d10 if it is directly in proximity. It is. Cool. That, that wasn't even arguing hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I> just, <laughs> 21. I, I think people should do that, though. Like, yeah. Just one guy's perspective. <laughs> it's supposed to be a group game, so throw yeah. in a quick one. Like, again, yeah. final say goes to... Oh gosh! Writing it I, down. That was close <laughs> enough to not it, but it's definitely it. I almost said my. That's okay. You could like just take up uh, where you last left off. Nope, this whole thing's staying in there. Yep. There we go. No one knows what I'm saying. My Maybe ties. Maybe it says close I love enough my to. Ties. F mm -hmm. Yeah. There's another one for you, Kate. You mother. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, PG-13 can get away with a certain number of F-bombs. So, uh, like... Yeah, we give ourselves one, usually. <laughs> I just find it really to strange to, to, to have one, and then right after it, you beep the next one. It's kind of funny. We, we allow ourselves one, because usually by the time we catch it, it's Sunday night. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I try or to get them all, but I always end up missing at least one. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, all right, yeah. So you you manage to you kind of throw it, and you can tell that you just didn't give it enough oomph. But then Carl does this side eye squinty and just <laughs> just jolts it over into the mecha hydra. And a vein bubbles out that never goes back. It just stays out. Like. <laughs> Pulsating. <laughs> uh, and you manage to, to land it on the foot where, yes, it does explode and, and deals a giant hole into what you would assume would have been like the webbing of it. Um, maybe that will do something. Maybe they'll slow it down or something. I don't know. We'll have to see. However, Caspian has reached the ship and he is beginning to like untether it because it is very much just cabled down or, or roped down um, with multiple ropes, but he is like attempting to get this thing going. Wow. He didn't even bring any henchmen with him down here. <laughs> I love it. That's a self We've got a lot man. of these in front of us though. Is there a way around? Like, is there a parkour type situation <laughs> that we could do? Uh, yeah, if you were to, like, try to just be dexterous and, like, make your way through, you don't get the sense that they're entirely focused on trying to get you. It looks like they're really attacking, like, the machinery and the laboratory itself, trying to mm -hmm. dismantle it. Um, so it's more of just, like, crowd control getting through them. Well, I'm a dex build, so I'm going to try and <laughs> climb around. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you could. Um, you could roll Can I straight up untangle this rope and like Indiana Jones style lasso it around something to swing. Mm. Well, you'd have to get there first, right? Like you're talking the rope <laughs> to, that's tied to. Uh, no, a rope that I have. Oh, in my satchel. Ooh, and you're trying to attach it to like. That's what I'm saying. Is there something or something? Is there something like overhead? that I could swing across on. Yeah, there's like multiple like walkways and stuff, almost like this whole cavern and the the lab up top that you went through is connected. Okay, well, we're we're going with that. Yeah, please do it. Um so that is going to require uh I think a throw roll. Yeah. Okay. So actually a hard success on the throw this oh. time. Awesome. Um, so, did you, like, tie any sort of, like, weighting to it in order to, like, get it to wrap around something? Or are you just hoping that you do that yes. naturally? <laughs> what did you attach to it? Uh, like a, a professional 21st century grappling hook. Okay, we'll just say you had one. I love it. Okay. Um, actually, that's it just reminded me. Um, in, I believe it's Cthulhu down darker trails or whatever the like western version of this is uh they actually have a lasso skill which is kind of cool <laughs> nice but yeah so he francis just does that whole like spin in the air and lets it f uh, fly through the air and for a second there it teeters as if it's just going to come right down and then it grabs the the railing at the last second and you know that you you can just sail through the air like tarzan do we want some kind of a role for this? Um, yeah, we probably do. I'm thinking it would be a straight up like strength check. Okay. Like, like a pretty big fail. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Like twenty seven. Can I telekinesis? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, was a ninety seven uh, over seventy. Ooh. Um. 
So that wouldn't 97 over 70. So that's not a crit because your your skill is over 50. Um, I'm just wondering, are there any pulp talents that you could use or any sort of those skills or luck roll skills? Not really. I have like mostly combat for the talents. I have 50 luck points. Mm, that's a lot of luck, but we yeah, still have another episode was... to go. <laughs> not if we all die. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> All right. Well, what's going to happen is Francis, he grabs a hold and he, he goes to like jump off the top landing that you guys were kind of on across the crowd. And as he starts sailing and he's like, yes, I've got this. All of a sudden, a, a hybrid or sorry, a deep one just jumps through the air like it's trying to attack the mecha itself and you slam right into it and uh you manage to land on him so you don't do any damage to yourself but uh you are now amongst the crowd as uh dr caspian is still making his getaway and we'll go off to Caden. Jaden. um i don't know how combative they're gonna be i feel like i just want to start punching my way through the crowd <laughs> just one two three Follow me, Carl, kind of style, but uh, we could probably be more tactical. Have I seen any behavior from them that would imply they might be afraid of fire? Hmm. Um, no. But I feel like most things would have a fear of, like, intense heat, right? Can I shoot, like, my flamethrower nose <laughs> in a way that is, like, I'm not hitting them, like, over their heads... But like a way that's going to make them kind of scatter and potentially leave him alone. I'm going to say I think so. I think it would require a pow roll to get over their fear. But I'm going to... Okay. Let's let's do it. Let's see what happens. So just a straight pow roll? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's an extreme success. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me see if they get an extreme success. <laughs> They do not. Uh, they they failed quite hard. Uh, so, um, d describe how Carl does this. Uh, I feel like he, like, like this is, like, not the final straw snapping for him, but you can see it from there. Um, I feel like he just, like, angles back his head, his nose, like, cap opens up, and flame shoots out as he just, like, screams this high-pitched, whiny scream uh, in a way that, again, it just, like, scares everyone away. Just like... <laughs> fire... Oh, I peaked my mic something fierce there. Alright, cool. Um, but yeah, it's just fire blasts out of this giant fireball. Um, and as, as Carl just throws fire through the air like a dragon, like the mightiest dragon for such a child of such a small size. I'm, uh, I'm running low on coffee and I could use a reef. Are you looking for a D&D podcast for the dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old-school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls.
tabletop players. It's Ruin here. Hi, I'm Kate from the beginning and now the middle and hopefully still at the end. We hope you're enjoying the episode and we're just taking a quick coffee refill. And while we're doing that, we're going to update you on some of our uh, social media and different things that we have going on in the Natural 20, which if you don't know, is where we play all of our fictional games. It's also fictional, but we pretend it's real. So it's as real as we want it to be. When the podcast gets real big, we're going to make a real cafe called The Natural 20. Ruin is just finding out about this now, but this is a thing that we want to do. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. No, we have social media all over the place. We're on pretty much everything. Facebook for all the older folks, Instagram and Twitter for the middle-aged people, and other things. Do we have other things? Are we on TikTok? What is a TikTok? You're starting to show your age. Anyways, make sure you follow us on those places where you can get all of our updates, usually weekly, sometimes daily. It kind of depends on how we're feeling, especially Instagram. That's where we're the most active, so make sure you hit a follow there. Also, make sure that you uh, give us a review on Apple uh, Podcasts because that's where uh, we get a lot of the listens from and people send good feelings our way. As well, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure that you actually follow us. That way you don't have to go and find the episode every time and it looks like there's a whole bunch of people following us and that really helps us with our egos. Mm -hmm. Also, we have a Patreon launching so that we can deliver even more content to you. Kate, what's on our Patreon? Oh man, we have been trying to push Ruin to make a Patreon forever and we finally broke him, guys. So, we have a Patreon and if you are willing to part with some of your hard-earned coffee money, uh, you can get some really awesome exclusive content. Uh, we have everything from audio shoutouts uh, to access to the Natural 20 Cafe Discord server where you and all the other patrons can get together, talk to us hosts, share ideas about all things tabletop and coffee related. We also have at least least three exclusive side podcasts that you can check out exploring everything from uh, how to be a, a dm to solo adventures run by ruin to interviews with industry professionals um as well as we are putting up unedited or at least sl only slightly edited versions of our podcast episodes so that you can listen to them there uh as well as anything else that we come up with in the next little while. If you want to help us continue making this awesome content for you guys, uh, we would really, really appreciate if you would consider checking out the Patreon and maybe chipping us a couple of bucks. A Lunia or a yeah. if you're Canadian as well. Yeah, exactly. The starting tier is just uh, $3. That's just slightly more than a regular coffee from Tim Hortons. Uh, and you could get as fancy as a $100 donation, which would go towards you buying us a tabletop system that we will review on the show. For sure. We do want to be clear, though, that absolutely nothing is changing with all of our free content. If you are just comfortable listening to what we already have, it's not going anywhere. You don't need to go to Patreon. However, we would really appreciate it, and we're going to be making even more extra bonus stuff for you guys. Mm -hmm. Regardless, make sure you hit us up on all of our social media, because that's where you'll find any sort of contests or giveaways that we will be doing for the show like we've done in the past. But with that, I think the coffee's done, so we should get back to it. All right. Well, we are back and highly caffeinated. So, as Carl lets loose a torrent of flames, 
the deep ones, at least a, a huge chunk of them scatter. In fact, all the ones that were around Francis. And so he has been freed um, from the, the cluster of them. Uh, and there is still a small crowd of them left keeping you guys from the Zeppelin. But other than that, the path is clear ahead of you. Thanks for the help, well, gentlemen. That was easy. No, no problem. <laughs> I feel like Carl needs to be asthmatic so that as he like finishes with his flamethrower, he takes his inhaler. <laughs> That's how he recharges it. He just has an inhaler that refills yeah. him. It's just butane. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's constantly stoned. Just... <laughs> I think you'd have to be in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Stephenson, hey. seeing the, the path clear, what would you do? Well, I mean, he's a little sad that he didn't get to punch any fish people, but he's going to just beeline for the guy that is untying things, and he's going to try and punch him in the face. Well, there is a small crowd left between uh, where oh. Francis was cleared from and doctors, uh, Dr. Caspian, so you Dr. can Stephens punch away. He's going in there, and he's going to start punching everyone that's in sight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he had robotic arms. Was that what it was? Yeah. But yeah. He's got robotic everything. I mean, I think he's, like I said, 30% robot. But I thought that was mostly like lower legs and then arms. Nice. He's an old dude. He needs to accommodate for those things mostly. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and uh, roll for that. And we'll just say like you can have a bonus die because I assume you're not trying to be too like strategic about it. You're just wailing. Yeah, he's just going in and whatever he's punching. If honestly, if any of his allies were in the area, he'd be punching them too. <laughs> hard success excellent yeah nice. so he goes in and he just starts throwing hands uh pushing people aside he grabs one by the upper gills and just like whips them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and before you know it he has ripped his way through these guys and the the path between uh you guys and the zeppelin is clear however all of the ropes have been untied and dr caspian is uh readying the engines to to uh take off oh so we obviously have to run for the ropes right yeah i don't know what else we're doing guys (laughs) i'm going for it i'm going to grab onto one of the ropes and climb up yeah all right well with that you guys just take off and you get to the edge of the dock as the ropes are dangling just over the water and so long as you make a jump or uh, a dexterity roll i will allow you to grab the ropes i was born for this this is why i played a soldier so if you're using dex it will be a a hard dex if you're using a jump it'll be a regular that's still significantly better (laughs) yeah i passed mine as well on the jump roll yeah, I got a hard success. <laughs> what about Dr. Stephenson? Nope, Dr. Stephenson got a regular success. And okay. he was using Dex because his jump's not very good either. Can he use any luck to get there? Oh, yeah, of course he can. I wasn't even thinking about luck. I always forget about it. So what do I got to do? Take out, oof, a steep 15, but I'll use it. Considering the alternative go. is falling off of the platform the airship is on. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, honestly, I only am this guy for one more session. He can be unlucky near the end. There you <laughs> go. There you go. And cue, like, the most epic encounter music and, and uh, you know, uh, is it uh, 
Hans or no, sorry, John Williams that does the Indiana Jones music. Yep. Yeah, perfect. So the best John Williams music in the background as you sail off this pier, all three of you, and in tandem grab the ropes as the Zeppelin takes off and just barrels through this cavern. And behind you, you see explosions as the Deep Ones have destroyed the machines and the whole thing's just skyrocketing upwards. And then or the, the Mecha Hydra's foot comes crashing upwards through the ceiling and it's disappeared for a moment. But then also simultaneously, you see as you exit the cavern, the volcano exploding even more and magma flowing everywhere. And you are sailing across the Atlantic. I'm just trying to picture a fast moving blimp. <laughs> science, man. Science. <laughs> Our hair is like barely moving in the wind. <laughs> We drop and we can actually swim faster. <laughs> we'll just beat him to where he's going. <laughs> so, um, he he doesn't appear to be uh, stopping by any means. He he is definitely going now. He does kind of to slow down as if he only had so much uh, for thrusters at the start. Um, Maybe he's got a long trip in front of him. He's got to conserve some fuel. But he does slow down. And uh, you guys are going to need to uh, roll strength or climb rolls to get up. Again, it would be a hard strength or a regular climb. Uh, I got an extreme climb. Regular success on climb. Yeah, I got a regular success on climb. Rolled a 6 out of 70. Ooh, very nice. Perfect. All right. As you gather all your strength and climb these ropes, Carl, thinking back to last week's gym class before this wild <laughs> adventure, which, side note, that is like the cruelest thing, and I'm glad that I've never seen anybody do that ever. Uh, my junior high did it. Oof. That's like, right. I, I'm surprised they were even allowed to have that. I agree. <laughs> we had chin-ups, and that's all, like not nearly as like grueling or like terrible, but, but equally it's still just as shaming when you can only do like two chin ups and like another guy comes up and is like, see if I can set a new personal best of 300. <laughs> There's a lot different baseline physical fitness oh, yeah. uh, 70, Absolutely. 80 years ago. I'm, I, yeah, I don't know. Chin ups make me angry. Because, yeah, like I can break multiple bricks with my hands, I can't do a single chin up. Like. <laughs> I mean, it's all specific muscle types, and on top of it, people never talk about difference in body weight and how that does impact your chin-up, because if someone's doing a chin-up weighing 100 pounds, it's a lot different than doing a chin-up when you weigh 300 pounds. I'm not quite there, but I can see it. No, yeah, oh man, yeah, just... (laughs) Closer than I'd like to be. Come on, Kate. No. Oh, damn. Well, you know what? I should have went for like a solid 450, but I can't imagine there's a lot of people that weigh 450 pounds that are like, yeah, I'm crushing chin-ups. I'm sure there's a few, but probably, I wonder. Some of those real crazy muscle guys, but they can't do chin-ups. They're too big. Mm, it's all like, like show bodybuilders. Yeah. yeah. Yes, this is, so now you have a, a full map of the Zeppelin. Now, obviously, um, you guys, uh, wouldn't 
know this before you get in there. But conveniently, as you pull yourselves into the cargo bay, um, I think there's a cargo bay, the, the, the stowage at the back, um, you find a map on the wall, and it is paper, and it could be taken with you. Um, where are the fuel tanks? Because I want to destroy them. <laughs> um, they would be, they're, they're up top, right? So, like, you guys are just in this, like, little, like, passenger part. Uh, the whole top yeah. is the fuel. Because it's, oh, like, floating, right? But, I mean, you can't... But you said that he had fuel to, like, make him go faster. So I assumed that there was fuel, like, limited to, like, move the propellers. I wouldn't imagine the propellers run on the fuel that they use to float the oh, ship or else. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that point. That would be terrifying. We're getting lower every time we go faster. <laughs> there, there's, that is a good point. Yeah. Um. Do you see this, there's like, little orbit at the bottom? Yes. We'll say that's it because I don't know what that oh, is. Yep. Okay. I'm punching a hole in it when I get near it. <laughs> Looks like we're going to the front, boys. I think we should move through the galley and the kitchens. Yeah, get some food. Good idea. I'm a little. (laughs) No, that's just where the like the the lowest people on the totem pole who are the least likely to put up resistance are. So we can just cruise through there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Guys, good idea. If we gotta pop them, they probably haven't been punched before. Doesn't know the robot fist. Guys, it is hydrogen. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, 135,000 cubic meter hydrogen gas capacity. I don't think we want to be on it, though. Cough you Hindenburg, know what I'm cough. saying? I'm just saying um, you guys are above the Atlantic. Cough, Hindenburg, cough. I feel like someone's got to see the explosion and send an emergency ship. Come on. We don't need to make it out. We just have to get the chains. The <laughs> chains have to be on the ship. If they are allowed to. <laughs> You're we allowed to meta. The... Yeah. We... Mm-hmm. And, break the uh, chain, for... blow it up. For our listeners at home who somehow didn't catch the first episode of this batch, Cade is referring to the metagame where there's a chain in each level that they have to break in order to escape. And also, if you were for some reason listening to episode 3 of this before listening to episode 1, you are broken inside more than Carl is. (laughs) That's hard Get some help. (laughs) That's harsh. (laughs) Who listens to part 3 first? There's I want to know how it like ends. crippling OCD that is like, I have to start with the third episode and Kate is just crapped all over. Good. <laughs> they're sitting and crying. I mean, what are the odds that they're listening to us? Probably not. If you want a podcast that you can listen to in whatever order you want, you can subscribe to our Patreon and listen to uh, Dungeon Masters and Dark Roast. Uh... <laughs> now we have to put it up before this episode goes up. <laughs> <laughs> that's true or just after they'll never know forcing their hand like that. that's awesome <laughs> you have no choice fun fun okay well that being said you guys start to make your way through the the back area the galley and uh, what appears to be a bunch of bathrooms and just as you make your way past the first set the, the door slams open on the left, and you see as a devil fish is whistling and walking t- forward, and he hasn't noticed you. He's just strolling along, has a newspaper under his arm. I a walk, pistol whip him. I walk past him, also just very nonchalantly, just like, morning. He's like, oh, hey, hey, hey. And, uh, and all of a sudden, he's like, what the... <laughs> 
and then he pistol whips him. <laughs> All right, Francis pistol whips him. Uh, go ahead With advantage, and advantage because I distracted him. I guess firearms. <laughs> uh, hard success. All right, Hell well, yeah. it, is, it is a you know what? Um, luckily for us, pulp has rules for knockouts. I'm not. I didn't think we would encounter this one, so I didn't bother memorizing it. So, uh, one second. Can we interrogate him? <laughs> I, I hope he knows nothing, but I want to interrogate him. I was hoping you'd say that. Let's see. Were we able to retrieve the rope that was ma- used in the failed swings maneuver? No. Luckily, I had two things of rope. <laughs> you always take two things of rope. That's a, I mean, honestly, yeah, especially if you use one as a grappling hook. All right, well, he must make a con roll to remain conscious, but other than that, um, you <clears throat> manage to only deal one hit point of damage. He does not make his con roll. So, yeah, that's the knockout mechanic, which is not present in regular Cthulhu. And it's the very comedic, like, he's like, what the? And you just, like, do a little flip of your revolver and... <laughs> And you drag him into should we say the galley or do you want a washroom? Do you want to get real intimate? There's I mean, a water a closet. Where are they not gonna go? We don't want to get caught to the best of our ability. Probably the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like there's multiple. So there's a reason like, so much shady yeah. stuff happens in bathrooms. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all gonna cram in one of the tiny bathrooms. <laughs> you flip the little occupied sign on. <laughs> Dr. Stephenson is standing on the toilet because there's no other room. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you're uh, three of you are alone in the bathroom with this uh, devil fish, which is a weird sentence for me to say on a podcast. Okay, tie him up real quick. Jody, do Roger. you uh, do you have rope tying as an art and craft? No, but I'm uh, an ex-soldier, so I'm pretty sure I know how to tie a couple knots. Okay, so we'll make that That's an... It would be an education role because it's based on your background. Sure. Uh, regular success. Okay. Yeah. So you managed to tie him up and you think it's going to hold. Perfect. And then I slap him with a robot hand. <laughs> Knock Wake him even more up. unconscious. <laughs> well, I'm not that hard. Just enough to really get him up and focused on me. You hold the hand in front and then it slaps like pneumatically. Yes. Uh, <laughs> There's a part of me that's like, if we had sound effects on our show, I would want Cade to just record a, a f- like frozen fish being slapped on the counter. <sighs> if we get to the point where like we have a staff, I will do that. I will <laughs> make that work. Perfect. We'll when go back Cade and redo. When Cade gets paid for his editing, he will do that. <laughs> yeah, I did put in a sound effect in the uh, the last episode of Starfinder. That you haven't listened to yet, so uh, I have not. I I do look forward to that. All right, well, the devil fish just very groggily, like wakes up. It's like, can a guy use the John? No. How do you know slang, fish man? Like, (laughs) what? We were all men at one regular man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. Doctor Stephenson is gonna take his uh, tinker. Did I call it the tinker trunk? Yeah. And he's going to open it up on the sink, and the little robot hands are going to come up, and they're going to grab two little knives, and they're going to start, like, throwing them around and doing all this fancy maneuvers. This is just intimidation purely as, like, a background effect. He's like, we got some questions, and you're going to need to give us some answers unless you want to get filleted. 
I just in my mind he's like a like a sushi chef. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere pulls out a full sushi making kit and he yeah. feeds him a piece of his own people. Oh, oh. <laughs> Roll sanity. <laughs> I don't actually mean his own people in the sense that I took a sample of fish people while we were going by, but it's just fish. But it should be fish people. It's fish people sushi. <laughs> um, that's a failed sanity check. Oh. But I am cold-blooded. I don't know if that impacts me. I feel like there's a difference between cold-blooded and, like, cannibalism <laughs> torture. That's yeah, totally like, fair. Like, you can be, like, like battle-hardened, or you can be, like, Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, <laughs> and there's a big gap between the two. <laughs> yeah, um, the talent hardened definitely doesn't cover sociopaths. So, <laughs> yeah, um, you know what? You're, you're gonna take one d3 sanity damage. Cool, cool, cool. That seems reasonable. <laughs> and remember, you need to tell me when you've reached a fifth of your total in one session. So, whatever that happens to be today. Okay, so I took three, but that's the perfect. So. Go ahead, play this out. You're shoving pieces of fish in his mouth and you're saying what to him? <laughs> First of all, yeah, it just feeds him a full course of sushi. He wants to make sure he's ready to answer these questions. Just so broken that he's not going to be willing to lie. Um, how many people are on the ship? <laughs> I think there's only like, like eight others. They're playing poker. It was supposed to be a last hurrah before the the, the mecha destroys the city of Deep Woods. How many weapons? I mean, we all have guns, if that's what you mean. We also Where's have... your gun? I'm too new. <laughs> Carl, Carl's getting a little too wrapped up to it, and he's just like, No games, fish face! And punches him in the eye. Uh... <laughs> Roll damage. Well, I guess, yeah, he's prone, so just, unless you crit fail. I do not crit fail. Okay, um, roll damage. One damage. <laughs> so, he's cannibalizing, he's got a, a swollen shut eye, he's crying. I don't even know what your question was, this is, this is not how I imagined this. This is somehow darker than when we cut that kid's sixth finger off in God's. <laughs> we haven't made him eat himself yet, so it can get worse. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know can. what else to ask him. Like, honestly, what else do we? What else would he know? He's new. <laughs> just pistol whip him again. <laughs> I'm just gonna like gently like like rub his cheek a little bit, it's like. Don't worry, buddy. Just have a nap. <laughs> we'll see what happens later. <laughs> yeah, knock him out. Shh, good night, sweet prince. <laughs> Just cover the gills. Just. <laughs> I don't know if he needs to die. He doesn't even have a gun. Um. Yeah. Go. Go. I guess go for a knockout again. Are you using some sort of gas or? I guess if it's just strangulation, it's a, it's a fighting brawl. I feel like we would just punch him. <laughs> okay, fighting brawl. Oh, that poor guy. That's an extreme success. <laughs> roll, roll max damage for a fist, and your fists are stronger. 
They do 1d4 plus what? That's four. That's five damage total. Oh no! So, based off of like the two hit points of damage he had before, and this one, I'm gonna point out that um, in Pulp Cthulhu, a lot of like the ad enemies are called mooks. And mooks are supposed to die after they suffer half their hit point loss because, like, that's what happens in pulp games and the movies and shows, right? So, uh, as you go to punch this guy in the face, your fist just flies through it and he's done. And there are fish brains all over the wall behind you. Um, Dr. Stephenson's gonna grab a wrench and do some minor adjustments. Oh, I, I knew I had that too tight. <laughs> And as you make your ways back out into the hall, you manage to creep forward to the saloon doors in front of you. And when you peer through the window, we'll say you're being a little stealthy, you indeed see that there's eight other deep ones that uh, are playing poker. Let's try and get another one out, and we'll do another interrogation. Stephenson, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a psychopath. It's for science, I, I think, just, right? You just put chum on a fishing line and throw it in and just turn a real one back. <laughs> there's, yeah, a guy, this plan. there's a guy at the table and he just like looks down and he's like, ooh, starts crawling to get it. Ooh, piece of minnow. Ooh, piece of minnow. Ooh, piece of minnow. <laughs> there's pulp and then there's Monty Python. <laughs> We've crossed the line. Um, there needs to be a Monty Python RPG. That'd be so good. I'm surprised that there isn't. I'll Google. You guys figure out the poker playing fish. <laughs> um, if we want a distraction, I did keep that tidy camera, and it might be funny to toss it into the room and then just like jump in and have some sort of witty one-liner, but that's all I got. Is uh, Dr. Caspian one of the ones playing poker? No. No. Okay, let me look at this map again. That's in the salon? Yeah, is it salon? I think I said saloon, but salon would also make sense. There's no real way around it, so we kind of have to go through. Do you think that saloon is like a bastardization of of a salon? Because, like, fancy people go to salon, but, like, average Joes go to saloons? Yeah, someone just wanted a pretentious word. I've been here. Uh, yeah, I bet it wasn't, like, intentional, like, oh, yeah, we're different from that. But I bet it was, like, we called it a salon, and, like, the drawl ended up mm. slowly over time drawing it out to yeah. saloon. Or they were yeah. super drunk, and they're like, yeah, we're going to the saloon. The saloon? Yeah! <laughs> In the UK, it's what they call their four-door cars. A saloon? Yeah. <laughs> a four-door saloon. I did not know that. Oops. We could throw in the uh, like the body of the other guy. That would be shocking. It could be a good opener. They might just like you know leave us alone if we do that. So we all just line up shots through the glass windows. Do we all I have mean, guns? I have fists. Or okay, I'm the only one with a gun. <laughs> yeah, I do not have scratch a gun. that. But you could get a surprise attack on them, which gives you bonuses and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you snipe one. After you snipe them, I'm going to throw the body through the door to surprise them even more. They're going to be so shocked that when we come in swinging, they got to lose. All right. I'm in. Uh, 
Uh, for my attack roll, it would be just a regular success. All right, roll damages you. Uh, oh, actually, because you're taking your time, you could get a bonus roll because you're lining up the shot okay. as a surprise. Might get an extreme. Uh, still just a regular success. All right, roll damage as you draw fire on the, the closest one. Twelve. He just drops. I actually want to go to the farthest one. Oh, the farthest. Because if my other two guys don't have ranged weapons, they need the ones close. All right, all right. Yeah, so you fire on the furthest one. And you watch as, like, he's just about to rake in some chips on the table, and you hit him right between the eyes. He slumps forward. (laughs) My cat just laid down on my pile of dice like smog on his treasure. So you're throwing the body in next? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to kick the door open and throw the body at them and hopefully hit some people with the body. All right, do it. Um, I think just a regular strength rec- or a ch- strength check to throw in a body. Yeah, I'm in for that. Then. That is Sorry. a hard Sorry, success. <laughs> So I imagine, like, you don't even, like, prop open the, the door. You just whip it through to make an even bigger ruckus. And it just like thuds and flops rolling forward and then like knocks against the nearest table leg. And uh, yeah, there's a quick chance that if Cade is lining up something else with Carl that he might be able to make some sort of move. Okay, so reiterate for me what our goal is with this. Like, we're trying to... They have guns. There's no way around them, and we have to go through them. So, taking them out. I mean, we could now try and talk to them after we <clears throat> shot one of them in the head and threw a body at the rest of them. <laughs> I mean, that's a, a good opener. Like, that shows that we're serious. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what I can do, because, like, I feel like Flame Nose is bad in this very <laughs> flammable blimp. Carl is not stupid, that's for sure. He's not stupid. But he's uh, kind of insane. He is, so. and like he likes to burn things, but also I feel like even insanity does not like supersede like self-preservation. I feel like that's the definition of insanity. But he does have self-harm motivations too. He does. But how But can he wants to stuff? keep it for himself. If he blows it up, everyone gets hurt, and then the pain has been, like, spread around everyone. This is, again, real gross. Um, Can I make a psychic attack on one of them to try to, like, knock them out mentally? Yes. Okay. That is (laughs) just enough for a regular success. It's one below my threshold. All right, one sec. Lucky for you, these uh, devilfish have a really low pow. And he utterly fails, so... Nice. Describe what this would look like to you. What does a psychic attack look like? Uh, So, again, like, I think that, like, a like a, a vein in his forehead pops out a little uh, by the end of this i'm thinking he's gonna look like akira uh is kind of <laughs> what i'm envisioning um but yeah no i feel like another vein like pops out of his head as he like focuses and concentrates um to yeah try to like 
I don't know if he would kill him as much as just, like, kind of just shut the brain off real quick and then shut it back on to, like, knock him out. Okay. Okay, roll a d10 for damage. Ah, that bounced out of my tower. Uh, seven. That's quite good. Uh, not quite enough to kill him, but you do manage to just, like, drain all of whatever magical powers he might have had. And then, nice. as as the body comes flying and rolling against the table, and across the room somebody else is shot, a table to the right, the guy is all of a sudden like, ah, ah, then he falls out of his chair as is like, Eyes, ears, and nose start gushing blood. And with that, there is complete anarchy as all of the devil fish get up and begin to move. <clears throat> Except the two that are dead. Like, real dead. Fair. We have routed them! <laughs> so there are, just to reiterate, there are seven who are alive. One of which Cade has just given a, uh, a psychic attack against and damaged. Uh, but the rest are very much alive. There will be uh, two off to the left, three off to the right, and uh, two more at the far back where uh, the one was shot. And whose uh, go is it? Are we free for all in? Uh, well, it is initiative, so with that, um, you guys, who has the highest decks? I'm uh, plus 20 with the gun, right? Plus 50. Plus 50? So I have 120. Okay. Mm. I have 85. I have 70. 120, 85, and 70, Jaden? Mm-hmm. Okay, so all of you guys are going to be able to go before the Devilfish. I'll punch some fish faces. <clears throat> All right, so Jody, what does Francis do? Uh, well, I'm going to draw my sword so I have both my weapons out and then run into the room close to like a group of them. Mm-hmm. Um, going to first just slash at one with the sword. Perfect. So I take a penalty on this one, but still a normal success. I'm going to take a penalty on all my attacks on this turn. Well, I'll tell you what. There is another mechanic that you could use, and that is buying a second attack. So what it would allow you to do is you can make the first attack just regular without the penalty, and then you could use 10 luck to buy an automatic second attack. See, I was going to go for three. Attack with both weapons, dual wielding, and then buy a third attack all at a penalty. But it's still three. No, do that. Yeah, do it. Yeah. So, first one hits with the sword for... Where's my d4? Nine damage total. Okay, and what uh, what attack value did you get? Like a regular, hard, or extreme? Uh, regular. Okay. Just uh, regular. And now you're going to the side with the three enemies, or...? Uh, I need to be close to two of them. So that's why I ran up to a group. Okay, so... I'll, sure, I'll run to the three. The, to the three on the right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, the first one uh, does go to attack, um, and he also succeeds, but uh, you attacked him, so you win, so you can roll damage. Okay, yeah, I got nine. Nine? All right, so yeah. you you run up, and you just, like, slash coming down and around almost like a golf swing as you just cleave him in half, and he falls to the ground dead and there are still in front of uh two in front of you yeah and then i'm going to um i'll do the bot the bot attack is like another slash of the sword 
And with the penalty, that's just a normal success. All right. And as for, you... Yeah, go ahead. For, it was seven damage. Seven damage? All right. So as yeah. you cleave the first one in half, you do like a spin where you like bring the sword back around your side behind you and stab the other one through its fishy heart. And it, uh, <laughs> it like for a second is stuck to your sword. And then you just take your boot and just kick it off. Okay, and then for the offhand attack with the pistol, I rolled. Can I spend nine luck on an attack I bought luck to make? No, because you cannot use... Um, oh, yeah, we can't use it in combat. Okay, yeah. well, I missed the pistol shot. Ah, uh, well, as you uh, as you uh, come out of your whole, like, sword stuck in and you booted him off, you quickly go to draw your gun, and how badly did you uh, fail? Just by like seven. Oh, okay. So not not too bad. Not too bad. All right. So you you go to hip fire and uh, it ricochets off uh, a a pillar that's in this uh, salon. And with that, we are going to go to Carl. Uh, okay. Yeah. Again, I feel like the psychic attack is really all I've got because unless we want to blow all of us up, <laughs> grab one of their guns. There's a bunch of dead ones. Can I telekinesis a gun to me? <laughs> uh, you could. It would be your whole turn, but I would definitely allow it. That's fine. I'm good with that. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to spend 13 luck to make that a success. I have a bunch of luck left over. So. Sweet. You can't use luck on sanity rolls. <laughs> <laughs> so you see as Carl just like kind of crouches down towards one of the dead bodies and before Star Wars is a thing uses his best Jedi mind tricks <laughs> and force powers to just like pull it towards him and like it's Luke's lightsaber stuck in the snow, it begins to rattle and then come out of the dead body. And just as it goes sailing past your head, it boomerangs back into Carl's hand. He gives out a little ha ha! <laughs> and it is now Dr. Stephenson's turn. Okay, Dr. Stephenson is going to run up to the two that are closest on the left and kind of keep himself as much as he can in between Carl since he's just, you know, getting a gun trying to keep some people off of him however he can and he's gonna punch one of them either one which everyone's got an uglier face let's be honest it's fair they're both pretty ugly <laughs> go for it that is a i think it's a hard success but I, yeah it's only a hard success it's okay Six off. he does go to fight back but what do you do just gone try and punch through this guy's face like he did the last guy just big clean and he's got like maybe a cool like extra pneumatic part of his arm that like shoots out after he punches a guy for like a little extra throwing him away kind of thing yeah yeah all right well as dr stephenson winds up to 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 punch him he the the fish person like goes to bite him and as the as the devil fish lunges at him dr stephenson just like clocks him right around the right side and and beats him down to, onto the ground and he does fall prone for a sec but he is very much still living okay 
And with that, we're going to have some, some devil fish start fighting. Um, so we do have the two at the far end who are going to start scrambling their way towards, uh, Carl. Um, one of them is close enough to be able to attack right away. The other one doesn't quite make it. Uh, but the first one comes up and goes on to like almost like a, a dog like stance and then like throws itself lunging through the air trying to bite you. Okay, I'll try to dodge. Uh,. Hard success. Perfect. So as this thing comes flying towards you, and you were... Sorry, were you dodging? Yeah. All right. So you managed to just, like, throw a table out of the way towards it, and, and it sails into it, crashing to the ground. Um, and then the other one does not get there in time. And then we go over to Dr. Stephenson, where the one that he just tried to... Uh, fight is going to try to get up off the ground and uh, take a take a bite out of his hip area. It's a good choice. That's still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna have to dodge that. That's all I got in there. Not regular success. Nice. So as this fish person tries to do this, uh, Doctor Stephenson kind of uses his like robotic legs to do this like little thruster jump up and over it and the the fish person doesn't make contact but oh no the area that dr stephenson launches himself over to has another fish person readying an attack with a trident so he goes to make the attack this is gonna have to be another dodge that another regular success so as dr stephenson uh goes and he's laughing away being like you don't even know what kind of automaton hybrid i am or i don't know something like that something mad sciencey that doesn't really make sense uh he tries to string or to, to spring jump again but this fish person thrusts a trident into his stomach chest area dealing let's see nine damage hard yet but whatever he's been meaning to uh, meaning to replace those bits anyways so mm -hmm. we'll get to it just sooner they are no far biggie. too fleshy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, as you can see exactly right <laughs> injuries only an opportunity <laughs> and then over on the side of francis as francis unloads a shot that ricochets off one of the columns the devil fish comes slashing with a clawed hand uh unafraid because he thinks you're just a terrible shot Ooh, what does uh francis do in response uh counterattack. okay if possible yeah you can definitely try okay uh, regular success. So as... What was he using? His sword or his gun? Uh, how close is the guy? One of them, oh, he's doing a melee attack against me, right? Yeah. Yeah, counterattack with the sword. Alright, so... Seeing that his gun has missed and his his time is is running short, he brings the sword around, but not quite fast enough, as he takes a claw to the face, dealing... 1d3 damage. Uh, dealing one damage as it clips his jawline. <laughs> Takes just like a little chunk out of my beard. <laughs> <laughs> that beard had one hit point. <laughs> uh, Alright, and then it is actually back uh, to Francis's turn. 
Uh, well, obviously going to counterattack at this guy that just messed up my beard game. Um, so 72, which is a normal success. All right, and he is going to try to attack back as well. Ooh, okay. Uh, he. So what, describe what you do. Just slash at him. Okay, so take the sword and, and go for round two, and he knocks away your sword for a sec and deals another one damage to your hand. <laughs> ah, my nail! You broke it! <laughs> Okay, well, I'm just going to pull the pistol up then. Go for a second attack at a penalty here. Uh, would the first uh, one have had to be made with a penalty anyways? Yeah. Yeah, and it was still a normal success. Okay. Okay, I understand. Yep. Yeah, I have to make a penalty on like every attack because I'm dual wielding. I wasn't sure if you made it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so just a regular attack with the pistol, regular success. Great. <laughs> Uh, so you go to get the pistol because your, your sword hand's been knocked away and you take another hit. And then he, uh, as you, as you pull your pistol again, after recocking it, uh, the claw, it comes was already out. out. They're all, it was out the whole time. I meant like more like, like ready to get in. You know what I mean? Like, not that mm -hmm. you took it out, but like flashed it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> You, you go to fire again, and his second claw comes up and rakes you across the sternum, dealing three damage. Ah, that one actually drew some blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go for the, the third attack by? Yeah, I am. Nice. Because <laughs> this fish <laughs> is pissing me off. <laughs> okay, uh, hard success this time, even with the penalty. Otherwise, it would have been an extreme success. Oh, <laughs> well unfortunately he does get an extreme success uh, so at this point you're looking at both your weapons for a sec to be like come on and he manages to sink another shot in at you for one more point of damage and then we're going to move on to, unless you plan to move no okay we're gonna move <laughs> on to Cade and Carl, who has just retrieved his gun. Um, so I didn't get a chance to ask, but what type of gun? It's just like a pistol? Yeah, it looks like a revolver. Okay. Uh, I'm just looking for my, like, the stats on it. <clears throat> Does uh, 1d10 pistols are 1d10? 1d10, perfect. Thank yeah. You. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So I am going to... Um, I'm going to shoot the one that was chasing me that I threw a... a table in front of um yeah all right yeah do it uh my handgun sucks just so you know this mm -hmm. probably isn't gonna work but mm. would you look at that i was right it sucks okay i'll it. tell you what <laughs> i will let you use your uh your telekinesis to steady your gun hand and get a bonus not aim the bullet like <laughs> yeah but you gotta you gotta roll successful telekinesis and then all right all right yeah it's like wanted you know uh, I passed on my telekinesis. <laughs> Alright, get a bonus die for your gun. Alright. Uh, cool. Uh, that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> there was a chance, damn it. I rolled even worse. Um. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, Carl... He, it's like he's it's the first time he's held a gun and he's like, Nito! And he tries to fire and doesn't realize how much recoil there is. And it's just like, yeah, flies back. <laughs> um, and that is going to be Dr. Stephenson's turn. 
Well, I mean, there's some fish faces to punch, so he's going to punch some fish faces. <laughs> Please do. That is a regular success. All right. And what is he doing? Punching away? Yeah. He's just haymakering them. It's the only way he knows how to punch with these things. All right. Roll damage. Four damage. All right. This thing, it, it's it's almost like it's dancing with you. and But you've, you've done some shadow boxing. you got a lot of time to kill as your experiments are, uh, you know, healing from all their abnormalities and surgeries. And uh, you managed to just, just go crazy on this thing, dealing four damage. And is he going to try for any other attacks? No. He's just you know, straightforward punching him. Okay. I mean, I, I would have to take disadvantage. I guess I could use luck to make another attack, can't I, or something like that? Is that an option? Um, yeah, you could roll. You could use 10 luck to get your second attack. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna burn it on this guy. He's just a mook, maybe. Maybe he's not, but whatever. Well, luckily for you, because you had actually attacked this one before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily for you, you just start laying him up beat down and he just collapses to the ground and looks back up one more time and he's like tell my mother I'm sorry and collapses tell her yourself punches him in the head and kills him <laughs> tell her yourself after I kill her yeah I know I'm a vendetta I will chase this woman down to the ends of the earth and give you that message with my fist alright uh, that one is down and so with uh, with that, we are going back to their turns. And the the one that is going to be fighting, uh, the other one that's fighting you, uh, comes up your way with the the trident to try to attack again. Ooh, I forgot about that guy. What is your response? I mean, I'm going to try and punch him in the face. This, this you know, I don't want that trident. Yeah, I don't want to get stabbed by a trident again. I don't think I like my odds of dodging it. Last time I took nine damage to the chest, so... Ooh, dang. That's an eight. So that is a... Probably an extreme success, I would assume. That is an extreme success. Excellent. So this thing goes for the second second attack with its trident, as you've been dancing around with the other one, and it goes to stab you as Dr. Stevenson grabs the trident and then just lands one solid punch, dealing how much damage? He was, I guess, more focused on catching it because it's two damage. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. One, uh, one punch just right, nice and quick. Whatcha? And takes two damage as we go off to the ones that are fighting Carl, who, in response to having a gun drawn on them, are kind of kind of upset about this, and so they're going to uh, reach out. The first one with a gun to try and fire on you. A dodge. Uh, regular success. Regular success. And sorry, what were yeah. you doing in return? Uh, firing? Dodging. Dodging? Dodge. Uh, you can't dodge a firearm. In that case, I'm shooting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And you got a regular uh, in success? In which case, uh, can I spend luck on a combat? No. In that case, I fail. That's uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So did he. Uh, he. He looks down at his like really like webbed hand and is just like, it's really hard to fire a gun with these things. <laughs> just kind of like looks at it as you both just like simultaneously look at each other and look at your guns and realizing neither one of you is doing anything. And then the other one's coming in with a trident. 
Oh, good. That one I can dodge, right? Yep. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, and fail. I fail. It, it doesn't matter what the other die is. The important one was uh, to fail. Okay. Well, he is going to succeed with his trident. As as you're distracted, he comes in to try to stab you, dealing nine damage. Oh, good. Uh, Carl is not feeling good. Uh, Carl, no! Uh, yeah. Carl's got four health. Uh, oh, no! So- <laughs> Speaking All right. of these tridents, were they like on like the coat rack or something? Because it seems like a weird thing to bring to a poker game, guys. Guns make way more sense. They have they have little like uh, hooks on the back of their chairs to like set them when they're playing games. Nice. Well, ever since Steve threw a fit when he <laughs> lost. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, with that, uh, Carl just takes this, this huge impaling damage, and. Uh, it is now going to go on to uh, the last devil fish who is fighting Francis. Now, I will uh, just uh, correct myself on a bit of a rule here, Kate. You can fire in combat, in, or sorry, you can dodge a gunfire in combat mm-hmm. under certain scenarios. So this guy was close enough that's like, it doesn't really make sense yeah, for yeah, you yeah. to have done that. But if there was like a advantageous situation, like crates and stuff, could have been yeah. done. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's one of those ones where it's like theater of the mind could justify yeah. it. Yeah. 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 All right. And Francis, he is coming at you, swinging with them claws. Counterattack. Go for it. Uh, Hard success. Deal damage. As he brings his claws, raking through the air. What does Francis do? Uh, Swats him out of the way and stabs him for nine damage. Nice. And kills him he is done and i do the thing where they like kick him off the sword onto the ground (laughs) nice all right and with that we are back to you francis as your companions are struggling with uh three more devilfish um i am going to first take a shot with the gun at one with the penalty being a normal success Okay, and you you can deal damage because like and it's I just at said, distance, right? Because it's yeah, uh, yeah, it's at a distance, but it's like still within your regular range. Yeah. So I did thirteen <laughs> on that shot. Not bad. All right. So were you firing towards uh, Carl or towards Doctor Stefan? I want to save Carl. Yes. All right. So as Carl t- is on the ground with this uh, trident stabbing into his uh, shoulder on the right his right side you manage to take one shot and blow the head off this devil fish just as he was letting loose this this unholy shriek of pure rage and that it is no more collapses to the ground on top of carl and then can i move and make a second attack with the sword uh Yes, I think I think so. I think you could probably probably not the one. Yeah, no, you could get to the, to the other one that was with Carl. Yeah, so I want to come up behind it. Come on. Yeah. Oh, it's hard success either way. Uh, so hard success on the backstab. All right. Well, you can deal damage as this this other one was not prepared. And how much damage? Uh, Thirteen again. Whoa. Different combination this time though. So you come. <laughs> Just blazing in with your 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 backstab and just up through the gut 
and you see as your your sword just impales out the backside. And we go off to Dr. Stephenson, who is fighting the last one. Okay, so with the multi-attacking, what do you do? You just take the lower of two rolls, or what? Yeah, so you, uh, instead yeah. of a bonus, it's called a penalty, so you yeah. roll two tens, take the lower, like you said. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'm going to try and just, like, open up some rabbit punches on this guy and throw a couple <laughs> in one round. Do it. That is a regular success on the first one. A slightly better regular success on the second one. All right. For that first punch. Ooh, well, luckily for you, he had to roll a disadvantage on the second hit because of that overwhelmed feature, right? So, again, with overwhelmed, what it is is after you've taken one hit in combat, when there goes to be a second, you actually have to roll with a penalty, which I might have forgotten to do against you guys. I'm, I can't remember. <laughs> Plot armor, right? Um, but right, he yeah. takes both hits fully. So the first one is a five, and the second one is a three. All right, and just this flurry of blows, and comedically he's tossed back and forth, side to side, and then you bring one last one down as he sails through the air, lands on another table, breaking the legs out from underneath it, and refuses to rise. And the three of you look around at all the corpses of devil fish, and you breathe one last exhale of... Of just fatigue and, and, and anxiety or adrenaline filled rage before you look down at Carl, who's currently bleeding out with a, with a major wound. And uh, actually, it wouldn't be a major wound. Sorry, because he didn't take half or more, but a lot of damage. And Doctor, oh, what is your I want to go home. Uh, 24 total. Okay, so max. it's not, it's not a moment. major wound, but yeah. he is bleeding out, heavily wounded. But with that, I'm out of coffee, and that means it's time to go. Mm-hmm.